Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stone Mountain 64, and this is the Fireside Gaming Podcast. It is currently March 8th, 2019. Uh, I actually just did an update as well for my Discord server. Anybody who is a supporter there uh, or supporter of my Facebook page, we do have it set up through Discord, so you get a couple extra benefits, but it's all currently done manually, so we have to actually go through it all and I basically just reset it because it's all manual and we want to make sure it's an active list of supporters on there. So if you haven't seen it, it's my most recent post on Facebook. You can also find it linked in any of my live streams, the URL to go sign up for it. Uh, for the Discord in particular, of course, everybody's welcome to join in on my Discord. They're a fantastic sponsor of my uh, channel and my stream and everything. My server's set up so it's just like a public place that you can go find some games with people. It's been bo booming with Apex, which has been super fun. We're at over 50,000 members. There's always people looking for games there. Always recommend it. Um, but yeah, the, the reason I have to do it manual is because of the... It's not integrated with Facebook. They don't have any custom, like, separate group either, and I'm a big fan. Like, this is something that we did back in our when I was using Patreon before, we had like a separate channel for the supporters and, you know, we could hang out and find games and all that good stuff. Um, just kind of take it instead of just in the stream, we have like the little separate community place. So it's all, it's always been fun. And it's, it's been interesting too, because, you know, Facebook is so they're quite a bit behind in a lot of areas. And that was something that I've been doing. it. It's kind of weird. It's 2019. Now I was thinking about it. I've been doing it for now. I started in 2016. It was like June, some some point after June 2016 is when they enabled the feature when you can start streaming on there. I had already been making content on Facebook for at least a few months, at least a half a year, really growing that audience. Um, and with all my YOLO videos that I know a lot of you guys know and uh, some of my other highlights and whatnot. So that was always, it was always pretty good. But that was when I really started streaming and taking it a lot more seriously. And we just got the supporters about a year ago. It's It's coming up on one year, if not, I don't think it's passed yet, but uh, we're just at about one year when it officially launched. Because it's kind of weird because some people it launched too and then other people didn't. And it came out for, I think it was like uh, iOS first and then it came out for Android later. It was, so it was like a weird rollout. But that's like all of this is all still so new on the platform that it's all kind of weird as well. And it's, it was I was thinking about it too. It's like, this is such a, like a, a risky move almost like this is something that people were like what are you what are you doing why are you doing this this is crazy this is like this is why don't you just stream on youtube why don't you just stream on twitch and we did all i mean we did all that and um you know the, it's just been so crazy to see where this goes and i'm interested of when is this going to be like you know, obviously I'm doing really good on this, but if you if you look at like the streaming uh, streaming as a, a whole, if you look at platforms like um, Twitch, I mean, what really put that hugely into like mainstream super fame was Ninja hit 250,000. Oh, so I don't know what the exact number was, but over 250,000 subscribers to his channel, monthly subscribers. Um, which is basically like what the supporter feature is on tw uh, Facebook for what I have. Obviously, they have a much more in-depth system and whatnot um, for theirs, but, you know, that put it on super, super levels. I'm curious of what's going to put this as, like, people stop asking me, like, what are you doing? 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like things have been going pretty damn good. I think we've seen a lot of growth. We're we're at a point right now, and I don't think that's the only way to measure it, obviously, either. But um, I think that's that was one of the bigger triggers that, like, started pulling out all these other mainstream articles and, like, getting word of mouth going around, which, anyways, that... It, it was just it was just interesting. I think that was one of the bigger things. But even like in the community, even I think it was even before that. Maybe it was even when like um Amazon first got it and they started doing all the prime and everything. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's slowly become like uh people just think that that's the, the way to go. And I, I think that there's so many like even YouTube's busting, it's kicking butt and uh it's just been really. I'm curious of where, what that's going to be um, for this, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be me doing it. I think it's going to be hugely other people coming on, and that's what I'm super excited for is to see more awesome creators shining on uh, other platforms. I know I, I like to listen to uh, or watch a lot of different forms of content as well. So I don't know. It's been really interesting, but we're we're coming up on a year, so I'm starting to reflect on some of those things. We're we're busting through some new heights on it. I also had a question from uh, one of the supporters because I do take your eyes questions. We answer them more towards the end, but I'm I'm going to sprinkle a couple in throughout throughout this today. Okay, so stay stay frosty with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first one was from Wayne D. He said, "Last year, I had set a um, goal." I said, if I hit 2,000 supporters, I'm going to start doing double streams. I'm going to do a morning stream and an afternoon stream every day. And to, I never really, I, I've talked about it on stream, but I never talked about it on here, which is kind of what I'm, that's one of the reasons that I like this form of podcast is I can kind of wrap everything up and keep everybody updated a little bit easier on everything that's been going if you miss it during the week. But I made that goal in an effort, I think it was a specific month, literally the entire month. I don't remember which one it was, but I was doing double streams every month, every day that month. And I just was, I was streaming way more than I normally was because I wanted to see like, is the demand for a lot more live streams or can I be doing something else? What's the best way to do it? And so I put that goal out. I think we needed, I, I don't remember where we were at at the time. We must've been a few hundred off or something. And I wanted to see, could we get to 2K supporters with that kind of incentive there as well of like, Hey, let's double the stream sh amount of streaming that I'm doing. It didn't, we never hit the goal. Um, so I, I decided, well, okay, I'm going to change, change past then. And so I stopped doing tons of live streaming, um, which I still do a lot of live streaming to be fair. I'll get to that. But I, I decided to kind of switch it over, uh, just did one stream a, a day again, sometimes doing two, kind of depending on the content and what was going on. And uh, things actually have been going even better since then. So my goal right now uh, is not to be doing two streams a day. Occasionally, I do do them. And uh, we might set that as another goal because I think, this, especially with Apex Drop, there's been a lot more demand for streams now. So maybe I do set it as like another goal if we... Because we've, we've now since passed that, we're... Uh, now past that so it's like okay well what do I set my next goal as that maybe we do that or you know some other type of incentive to do that uh, to, to help elevate the content we'll see though this is uh, we're continuing on with where we're at and lately I've been streaming I just got lifted so I can know I can now do more than four hour live streams I can do eight hour live streams uh, within one setting that was just again just, just a limitation that Facebook was set up to be a thing that you just stream from your phone 
and people would stream for like 10 minutes at a time. But I was streaming for three hour, two to three hours at a time, and then there was demand for four, five, six, ten hour live streams from a lot of other people. That's like, uh, yeah, they're not built for that <laughs> by any means. So that's what they've been improving. And actually, I don't know if you guys saw it. Well, you probably didn't. You guys probably don't know. But last week they actually made it so if you're in the level up program for Facebook, you get, uh, you can now stream for up to eight hours as well. So they just expanded that. At least I, I just saw the post into their group. Um, which is super cool and, uh, good moves are being made, which is always good to see as a platform, um, that I obviously use a lot of, but yeah, that was all the, uh, that talk that I wanted to talk about. Apex had a lot of stuff. It's still my, still been my main game this last week. It's been good. They dropped their first rebalance update. And if you want to see all of the details for that, I actually did a video, just search rebalance. Stone Mountain 64, um, uh, Apex Apex Legends, <clears throat> something along those lines, or Rip Wingman. That was what I titled it because they nerfed it, uh, which did good, dude. The video did really good. I was actually kind of nervous uploading that video because it was kind of simple, and it was from my live stream of like my initial reaction to it. But, man, was it well-received. It was so cool to see it well-received. I didn't know how that was going to do. And I was, I was thinking, I was just maybe I'll just put it on my second channel because it's not like my all the other content. I haven't done a video like that in a while, but it was so cool. It was, that was awesome. So I'm probably going to be doing more, see how that goes. Glad everybody liked that. But we went through what the first rebalance was. And just I'm just going to talk about some key takeaways with it. What, the first thing was the, the philosophy that they're going to be implementing with the game, which was they're going to have this set up, and the way they're going to be treating updates is... If they're going to drop an update, it's going to be a little bit more mellow in terms of how they how they do it. It's not going to be like, hey, we're changing the entire game. You got to read through all of these notes in order to know what's going on. They're, they're keeping it so it's minor changes and minor tweaks that are going to be happening. So you don't have to reread all these patch notes every week and keep up to date with everything that's going on in the game. They will probably do big rebalances and big changes to the game. They will be doing big changes to the game, I'm sure, at some point. But with this first one, at least, they're keeping it simple. Their philosophy is that they're going to keep it so it's it's not major changes. That's something that I've been saying for a long time. Um, I was hoping that they would do like the wingman is currently one of the most powerful guns in the game. And instead of nerfing it into the ground and making it useless, uh, which often happens with games where, you know, whatever's overpowered, they nuke it and now it's no longer good. It's still good, but they decreased its power. The overall philosophy of what they said with the wingman too, was that they want it to be a high skill, powerful gun that you can use. But it is a high; it has a high skill ceiling. So that being, you need to be able to aim. Thank you, Chad. Everybody's saying, "Bless you." <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but everybody's saying, like, the gun's too powerful. They they want it to be powerful. Like, and it's kind of fun too. The fact that a pistol is one of the most powerful guns in the game is a pistol is fun. Uh, to me, that's a lot of fun because it's always like the other pistols in the game. You just drop them and leave them. But this one's actually a good one. The, the way that it works though is that you gotta aim down sight. And put your shot. You got to be on with your shot. I think another way they could fix it is like decreasing the bullet speed. Um, even maybe making it so there's damage fall off with it. I th I think that's not the route to go personally. Although I know a lot of people have suggested it. 
I'm happy that um, the the biggest nerf they made to it was with its hip fire capacity, which is basically you just treat it as a hip fire shotgun. The thing was, if you look at my video, you can see how deadly accurate it was in the old system. Literally, even from hip fire, you just you just put it. It has to be in the middle, so you were aiming. And people were even telling me in my video because I did like an old wingman video. They're like, the comments were like, "You got to start aiming down sight. You can't hip fire the gun." They don't know though that the gun used to be in this was the problem this was the, the big problem with it is that it was perfectly accurate dude almost perfectly accurate from hip fire that's what i was talking about these last uh, last times i was talking about too and even in the podcast and so they, they made a big nerf to that now the hip fire is literally like double it's twice as bad as what it was before from what i could tell based on the reticle and it also doesn't close as fast so before you would shoot it would bloom open and then it would close tight and that speed was really quick, so you could shoot. It takes a second, and then it closes back tight, and then you shoot again, and it's perfectly accurate. If you just tap super fast, it wouldn't be accurate. That wasn't how you used it. You had to shoot, wait, like, one second. It was barely any time, but be a little patient with it. Let it close center, shoot again, and it was perfectly accurate. So that was the way that people were – at least that's how I was really using it. Um, on top of the fact that it's a deadly accurate, insanely high damage gun – they took that hip fire portion out of it, and we'll see if this helps balance it out a little bit. Uh, they also, the big change they made to the wingman as well as the peacekeeper was that they made it so that the uh, guns are less common. And from my experience now, I have felt the difference of how common these guns are. I would see it all over the place, all the time. Now I'm barely seeing it at all. So uh, it's still there. It's still. It's not like there's only a few of them on each game but there are a lot less of them than there were before. And that's also how they're kind of balancing the Peacekeeper, which was a bigger change, too. They decreased the... Uh, uh, made it so you can't shoot, shoot, rechamber, shoot as fast. The time between shots, you can't speed it up as much with the uh, bolt attachment. So it helps balance it out a little bit. The other big thing was the... And, you know, I really haven't noticed much change in that, too. I've played a, I've played a bit now with it um, since that video and... You know, it still seems really powerful. Also, chat's going off because uh, Little Bear just came uh, and sat down on his bed behind me. He's a good boy. But I know you guys listening can't can't hear him. He's he's a good pupperino, though. If you do want to see him, he's got a <laughs> shameless little plug. He's got a Instagram page, Life of Little Bear. He's a good boy. Um, the other big change, though, with Apex was the Legend Balance. This is for Season 1. Uh, they're going to be rebalancing the game. Now, uh, it, it's it's also going to be minor tweaks. The biggest change is coming to Caustic. I'm kind of shocked that they're not going to be changing Gibraltar. His abilities are going to be remaining the same, and to me, he's the worst. So, because of how big he is, we'll see, though. I mean, I used him the other day. I actually owned with him. He was pretty nice. His ultimate is kind of good. And, uh, I mean, his bubbles are just not that great. His, armor, his shield, actually, thing was kind of decent, too. But I just I, I just don't see him still. He does just doesn't compare. If you talk about the other legends, he just doesn't compare. The biggest change they're doing with, like, all the hitboxes, apparently they're going to be... They said it in kind of a weird wording, but it seemed like they're going to be fixing the hitboxes. I think it was might have been mostly referring to Pathfinder because hit, his hitbox is a little off. Maybe they shrink the hitboxes a little bit for him, but... Their intention is to keep the hitboxes different for the different characters. They want it to be based on different sizes, and the bigger characters have more damage uh, abilities. Like, they have better abilities. They have different things like that. So 
That's not coming until the first season, though. So I'll talk more about that once the first season drops, and uh, we'll we'll see. I'll be able to compare and talk about what I've found to be uh, better or worse and whatnot with it. Um, Patrick N. asked a, a kind of a fun question around this game, too, that I just wanted to throw in here rather than waiting for the end. He said, how would I feel about changing legends in the death box? I don't know if it was him that asked this before, too, but I've seen other people talk about this in some of my comments. And he said, uh, so imagine you kill a Gibraltar, you go up to him and pick up his abilities. Like, you become Gibraltar. Personally, I don't like this idea. He was on board for it. I'm I'm not a fan of this idea. If they did it as, like, a limited time mode that we could play and test out and try it, I might be down for it, at least trying it out. The thing that is weird for that is, like, these characters are all, they have their own abilities tied to them, and they're kind of, it's the lore is wrapped around the character. To just change characters in the middle of the battlefield, it kind of takes you out, out of the uh, experience of the game. So I'm very doubtful they would ever do anything like that, and I would agree with it. Like, I, I'd... I'd like to know who I'm fighting. You can't just change identities in the middle of it, you know? So personally, I'm not really down for it. But Michael B. responded to the comment, and he said, or upon respawn. And this one, I kind of actually liked. Imagine if you died. Your teammates got your beacon. It's already such a hard reset to do a respawn, that, and you disappear out of the game. What if you came back as a different legend? That might be really fun, and you might even see people wanting to make plays to respawn on purpose. Like, hey, let me bleed out, so you can grab my thing over there, we can go for respawn, I'll switch to this character, so that way it has a better ink. That might be sick. So, Michael, with the response, you're promoted. Nick, bad question, you're out of here, you're banned permanently. Uh, spell break was another topic that I wanted to talk about, too. We got to play this yesterday. First time, I only put a few hours into it. I played it during the pre-alpha for a few hours. I played it for a few days before I could say anything. It was NDA'd. Now the game has lifted. It is streamable. It's playable. It's still in alpha, though. It is like it is in early, early stages. The only way to play it is to get in from an invite, or uh, you can also get... You can buy your way in, which I don't recommend doing. It's such an early game. If, though, you are super into the game and you think it's going to be awesome and you want to play it early and you want to help support them, that's where it should really be coming from is wanting to help support the game if you really like it or whatnot. Um, because you do get some benefits back, like you'll get in-game currency or whatever when the game fully launches. So maybe that's a thing. And if you do want to do it, that is going to be in the Epic Game Store and... <laughs> Another plug here, you know, you could use support of creator Stone Mountain 64 whenever you're using your Epic Game stuff. I have a couple links to, like, if you want to get Spellbreak. I did a stream of Spellbreak. It really does. I don't think there are many people that are going to actually do it. But um, anyways, you could do that. I have a link to Spellbreak on that stream that I did. If you want to watch the stream of the gameplay, even you can watch it on my Facebook page. It's the entire thing up. I'm planning on doing a video on it, too, if you do want to see it. It'll be coming in the next few days. I was working on it this morning, but I didn't get to finish it yet. So we'll see. I don't know when I'm going to finish it. Uh, but it was a pretty cool game. The thing is, it's it's still early access. <clears throat> like, there's a lot of sounds that aren't even in the game. It didn't run incredibly smooth, but it was a pretty cool game. It's a game that's like, um, it's a battle royale. 
I've talked about it before on the podcast. You guys have heard me talk about it if you've listened to some of the older episodes. But it's a it's an RPG magic casting ability battle royale. And even a lot of the comments that I've read about it and and opinions that I've heard about the game are like, I wish it wasn't a battle royale. It's such a sick game. Like the components of it are, would make like an awesome just standard RPG game. Uh, but you guys know me. I like me a battle royale. So it's it's literally like perfect for me. I really enjoyed it yesterday. That being said, damn, do I suck at it. <laughs> I, I, I had not won in all the time that I had played during the early access phase. That was before I could talk about it, as well as now on this. I had never won until I was playing some duos with Acolyte yesterday, and uh, we got our first win together. I got four kills, so I was feeling pretty good with that. Or maybe five, I don't remember, but it was pretty fun. Uh, it's basically like you you pick up like a stone gauntlet or fire gauntlet or a poison gauntlet, and those are your abilities. You can have two on them, basically these gloves, that you can wear, and like the poison one is kind of like a shotgun. You throw a couple poison darts out that are multiple, so you shoot three or four, but they also stay on the ground and leave poison there. And then if you have a fire glove in your other hand, you can actually shoot a fireball and catch that poison on fire. So it's super in-depth. There's a lot to learn on it because these different elements all work together. So, like, poison, you sh you sh can also throw a giant poison cloud out. There's a giant poison cloud on the ground. You then catch it on fire, and the whole thing combusts into a poison fireball. It's so sick. And then, but that's just, like, one of the... Everything has a combination together. You could put a firewall on the ground and then use the earth to shatter the ground, and it sends a fire trail out because the elements combine and send it out and you kill them, but it's super, like, it was super hard to follow where everybody was, because they're jumping around, you could jump really high, you could fly, there's, like, mobility, there's, like, talent tree type things that you do in each of the games, so it gets really in-depth, and there's kind of a, it's a difficult game, I think it's gonna have a, a very high skill ceiling, like, if you're, if you're good at that game, and that's where I think a lot, like, we got killed by somebody who had nine kills in the game yesterday, if you're good, you're just gonna wipe the floor with everybody, in that type of game. So like the people who are going to be playing all this early access and getting good at it, I feel like they're going to be, if the game ever does, it's supposed to come out late 2019. It's on PC. They're planning on bringing it to console too. Um, but they, we don't even know anything about that yet. And they also, they don't even know what the game is going to cost. Is it going to be a free game? Is it going to be $30 game? 60 They don't know what it's going to cost. Um, still too early, but it's in early access, and that was one, you know, I like checking out all the Battle Royale games. That was the one that's kind of, like, right up my alley. I come from a background of really liking World of Warcraft and those types of stuff. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, check it out. Austin O. asked me a question, says, uh, what's a good starting point for PC? This is kind of more of the Q&A portion down here now. He said, what's a good starting point for PC gaming? This is something I get all of the time. Uh, and I just recently tweeted uh, saying, I think that might have sparked this, Austin. I don't know. But I was saying that I was happy that I switched over from PC, uh, from console to PC. I switched back a few years back. And like I feel like I've just in these last few months, I'm at a, a much better skill level than I've ever been at for PC gaming. Um, like I, I feel like I've gotten even better. But what I would say to somebody who's thinking about it is if you have a console already, if you have like Fortnite 
on PlayStation and Xbox, I believe, for both of those, you can plug your mouse and keyboard directly into your Xbox and play against other people that are playing on mouse and keyboard on Xbox. It doesn't put you with PC Lobby, to my knowledge at least. It doesn't put you with console players. It separates you because you directly play it, plug it in. It's not through some other thing. And there's a few games that do allow this. And you can test it out, see how it feels, uh, and play, play it. I think you will get a different audience, though, because I was talking actually to somebody who recently did this, and he was saying that everybody was terrible on console, mouse, and keyboard. Um, and I think that's what made me think, well, he probably wasn't being pl- playing with actual PC players. He was probably playing with other console players using the same setup. And that's probably a good place to start. And I know that Fortnite's not really quite a shooter game. It's has a lot of shooting aspects to it, but it's really building. So maybe there's some other game that's better. Maybe somebody else even has a better recommendation you could look up. But that's the way that at least, you know, if you have a mouse and keyboard, that's your only requirement with your console. That way you can try it out and see what it's like playing um, playing with the setup. Uh, uh, after that, though, it, it's just so dependent that I don't really have, like, a general rule of advice. It really just depends on your budget and the type of games that you're going to play. Because you could get a super cheap computer setup and play a bunch of old school games and probably be super happy with that. But if you want to play like the latest games that are at the cutting edge, you're probably going to want a better graphics card and it'll probably cost you a little bit more. And that stuff will all work for a few years um, at least. And then you could always upgrade your setup, but then there's a lot more that goes into that. And you got to decide like, do you have the extra money to have somebody else build it for you through one of these companies? Or are you comfortable spending the extra time that it takes saving the money in order to build your own computer? Um, so that's what I would say is a good starting point, Austin. Best of luck to you, dude. 100%. Alex W. asked me uh, another interesting question. He said, do my neighbors know what I do creating content? Some of them do. Some of them don't. The thing is, I don't leave my house, so I don't never see anybody. <laughs> Countered world. Suck it. But, uh... I have been recognized when I was out walking Little Bear. He was basically saying, like, do people just think you're just a dude that just stays home all day and is walking around with Little Bear and like, just at home yelling? I don't know if people can even hear me outside. I don't know. But um, sometimes I leave my window open and people for sure hear me yelling because I'm talking. Like, this is a- an abnormal amount to be talking. And the volume that I'm speaking at as well. Sometimes people are even like, why are you yelling? I'm not. I just talk. I just project like I'm in a, in front of an audience. Like I actually am in front of an audience. And, uh, you know, so it works out pretty good. But definitely, I'm pretty sure people think I'm crazy. For sure. When I was first starting, I was in my dorms. And I was also then in an apartment complex. And for sure, I was do- that's where I recorded all my YOLO episodes, all of my And We Are Live where I'm yelling at everybody and screaming my head off. That's why I recorded it all. So for sure, people thought I was nuts as F. But didn't go outside. Nobody ever knocked on my door and complained, though, so that was good. But I don't think most people know who I am. One time I was, uh, somebody, some of my neighbors, I don't know where, uh, how far the neighbor was, but they were out walking their dog, and they realized who I was, and that was funny. <laughs> but other than that, no, not really. Um, Jerry M asked occasionally chat isn't great. Jerry is a teacher. 
He said he deals with crazy situations that come out of nowhere all the time. He asked, how do I stay positive and internally cope with it? I'm sure he goes through a bunch of crazy stuff too. I'm sure. Uh, so he was just curious, how do I deal with some of that stuff? And I'll say that, you know, while it's not as like personal because I'm not in person with somebody, like whereas like a kid might, I'm sure, do something that's like pretty bad. I can't even imagine. You know, <clears throat> all my stuff's just online. That being said, some of it in the past has written, like people have emailed me or, you know, I get a lot of comments and such as well on my content. And I've been doing this for a long ass time now. Um, started in 2011. So we're coming up on eight years. I've gotten a lot of bad messages in my day. Um, the way that I mostly deal with it, and I've dealt with it poorly in the past. It's, I'm not perfect. And, you know, I've taken some of it too personally before, too, where it's like it's it sat with me for a few days. And then, like, I can't even... I was trying to think about it when I read your question. I remember there's some stuff that, like, I was thinking about for days. And I was just like, it, it unsettled me. But, um, you know, I, ne I never really let it reflect on the content or anything. But still, it was just like it was in my, in my head like... Ugh. And sometimes I reply to people, sometimes I didn't, but I was just like, that was, I, I don't know, like, I don't even remember what it was about anymore. Because I just, I just kind of, I don't know if I blocked it out of my head and I've just suppressed it <laughs> or what, but uh, I don't know. It just, it doesn't really bother me anymore because I think I've just dealt with it so much and I've just learned to just not listen to it for the most part. Like, I'll take a lot of criticism and like I'll try and understand where people are coming from. Maybe there's something I can fix. Like, oh, your audio quality sucks. Yeah, okay. Maybe there's something I can learn from there where maybe there was an issue happening with my audio, which actually has recently been happening. So I gotta figure out what that was if it does continue. Um But then there's other things that are, you know, just personal preference. And I just it's not I think one of the things that I realized early on is that not everybody I can't I just don't get along with everybody. That's fine. You know, everybody likes their own thing. That's just like everybody comes from a different place. Everybody goes on a different path and is at where they're at for whatever reason. And so I just kind of let it be. Whatever it is, just try and attract the people that might agree with me and we'll just go from there, you know? Uh, if people don't like the content, people tell me all the time, like, what do you, I don't like your content or I like this other content better or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool, man. You don't have to watch whatever. I'm doing then. It's all good. I'll take a lot of feedback from people and it does help implement to where I'm going to go in the future. But, um, that's kind of how I internalize it. And I know, I know that a lot of people comment just to get reactions. Trust me, dude. I comment. I, that's literally what my like YOLO series is, what my and we are lives, like all the trolling that I do. And like, even with my buds, even with the comment that I said earlier, like, it's just fun. It's fun to get people's reactions on things like that. Seeing that's part of the fun thing about my series of my YOLO series is people's reactions. And so me going full commanding officer on their ass is getting their reactions. But like a lot of that stuff I wouldn't typically say, but it's fun to, you know, it's fun to hear them laugh or get the reactions from it and whatnot, whatnot. And people do that and they'll comment and say things jokingly or say things that, um, they don't mean to try and do things. So I can ignore a lot of that. And I just know it's like, there's no way 
some of this stuff. They're just they're trying to piss me off, basically. So I can ignore a lot of stuff. And then I know, too, a lot of times people are just actually going through some really tough stuff, and they're just pissed. And so there's nothing that I can do to make it. Like, I could try and make people happy, but some people are just too pissed, and it might not be... Th- People have told me, like, they didn't like my videos, and they come back later, and they're like, oh, I love this video, or I didn't even realize you were this other guy that did this other thing. And so you can't take com- – I don't take a lot of comments too seriously. It's basically the premise of it and how I cope with it. I just think, like, oh, this person's not even – I that can't even – this person's just trolling me. That's what I think a lot about it. Like, even when people were telling me, like, what game is this? What game is this? People kept telling me in chat, and I think they were just telling me to piss me off because I was just right in front of them what game it is. Some people genuinely didn't know, but other people saw my reaction to me freaking out when people asking and calling it Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and it turned into a whole meme, and I learned I shouldn't overreact to things like that. Otherwise, it turns into a meme just like that. You know what I mean? All right, anyways, hopefully that answers your question, Jerry. Best of luck teaching. I know it's crazy out there. Um, Nick W. asked me a question as well. Says It was also kind of along the same lines with Nick's question. He said, how do I take losses so well? Which is kind of interesting. It's, it's kind of like on a similar vibe, but different because it's more with the actual game that I'm playing. And I definitely have gotten pretty pissed. It's, I get Sometimes I get pissed when I'm gaming, dude. Sometimes I do. But... For the most part, the most times that I was that I would get pissed, I remember when I was like first making content, a lot of my content was around me being really good at Call of Duty because I was a really good Call of Duty player, and I would not settle for super gameplay. I would have to get the best gameplay if I was going to post it. It was one of my top 1% gameplays. And I would have all these games where I was like, I would make a mistake and die because of it and lose a kill streak, and... It was like, damn it. And so I'd have to restart the game and start over, and that's when I would get the most pissed. But my content now is not really based on me being, like, the best player in the world, even though I am. Um, You know, it's based on me uh, just playing the game and having a good time. So that's And that's kind of what I would rather do anyways. That's kind of what I've focused my content on, being more informative, as well as, like... uh, I don't know, making it funny, right? Like my, the, the characters and whatnot and the casting and all that stuff. And that's what, I, that's what I like about it and what I try to deliver more on. Although I do try and be as good as I can at the game too. So, um, you know, but if I, if I lose, like we got 11 wins in one day in like a four-hour, five-hour stream on Apex last week. So it's like... I know I'm pretty good at the game. I'm going to make mistakes. Like, okay, even better example is yesterday. I got second place in this game. And, man, it was one of the craziest games I'd ever played. I did so, like I did great for myself, my own personal skill level. I did better than I normally play. And I was at, like, I don't know, eight or nine kills or something, ten kills, which is not anything crazy compared to some of the top dogs out there. But, um you know, I, I I was doing pretty good, and it came down to this final 1v1. Everybody else was dead. It was me versus the other guy, and I wanted to win that, but I saw I made mistakes in my gameplay there. At the end, I made a mistake. I put a portal down. I even remember it. I put a portal down instead of taking my heal, which delayed me by at least a second placing that portal. It slowed my process of healing down, 
I probably, maybe not, I might have still died, but I might, I had a, I would have had a lot better chances if I would have played it better there. And so I try and take away in all of these situations, I try and internalize it. Whatever I did, why I lost is because of me. And what, what can I do better for it? Even if there's external factors that I couldn't control, I try and figure out, okay, well, what could I have controlled to do better and improve from it? And that's it. Like, that's why, like, to me, every game is so much fun. Like, even when I was playing um, Spellbreak yesterday, too, we literally lost, like, every game that we played. We only won one game in the whole time that we played. And even when I would play PUBG, I'd sometimes go an entire day without winning a single game. But, you know, when every game I'm actually learning something from it, and this is something that I've heard from a lot of the pro and top players, is take lessons away from it. Um, and so that's what I've done with my gameplay. And that's one of the things that I think has really helped me improve my uh, gameplay as well as, you know, just just kind of enjoy whatever I'm doing with it. Um but I definitely still do get pissed about it for sure. And so, you know, I uh, I try and balance myself as much as I can, but I for sure get pissed. And some days I'm just doing so bad, I'm, I'm off. I just got to end it. I just end it a little earlier, move on, and we'll try and figure it out and practice and do something else next time because it's, it's really – it can be tough, dude, especially with the amount that I um, – and, like, I don't even stream a crazy amount compared to a lot of the other channels out there, but it is a lot for me doing like a four hours of live streaming and some of the other things like the podcast and some of the other things in the morning that I'm working on all day. It is a lot. Sometimes I do get tired and whatnot. So anyways, those are some of the fun questions that I read through. There was a lot of really good ones. We'll get to more of them uh, next week. We'll be going through some more of the podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show with all of this, the the podcast, please do give it a rating on iTunes. Uh, if you are, if I don't know how Google works, but if they have one for their Google podcasts or wherever it's all distributed out, check it out. You can find currently I have the podcast at anchor.fm slash Stone Mountain 64. You can find uh, a link to whichever it's like on 10 different platforms to listen to podcasts at. Give it a rating. It's hugely appreciated. I love reading through all the comments. I posted a couple of them to my story the other day, too, on Instagram and Facebook. Ton of fun. You can follow me on all my channels. Just go to stonemount64.com as well if you're interested in that. And I'll see you guys in the live streams, all right? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the... (laughs) 